0: Hello everyone and welcome to Virtual Training with People Potential, a podcast made for learning and development professionals and HR practitioners who
1: care deeply about impacting lives. Welcome back. With me today is Francis G. And last week, Francis, you and Marian talked about the digital platforms, uh, primarily the classroom, Mm, right? The two halves of the The classroom, the two halves of the classroom, the main communication platform, and, and the, the collaborative, collaborative tool right? the visual yeah. collaboration today let's go to another another category of tools mm. what you you call the accessory apps yes if i remember co- correctly yep uh, let's explore that mm. uh, what are some of these apps that come to mind
0: um, they have, oh there are so many of them there are so many of them and when i first started exploring them i was so excited it was like you know, a kid in a in a toy store kind of thing right <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit of a i'm a little bit of a, a geeky kind of person as far as, as digital sort of no tools and apps and perhaps what i concerned but having used it for a while now um the mantra that i've sort of developed and and when people ask me as so well i've been repeating this okay it's not about the technology it's about the design hmm. i repeat it's not hmm. about the technology it's about the design mm. so my approach is design the activity mm. without actually thinking about what is the tool that you need mm. and having designed it go and look at what tools do it best for you all right so that's the first thing about okay. that sort of okay. design philosophy and design approach all right um, so that's the first comment right up at the top and the second comment which is to really not get sucked into this bottomless pit of possibilities Just be familiar with a small handful and I generally use only two or three main accessory apps even Mm. though there are lots of them, two or three accessory apps. And those two or three can generally do almost everything that I want to do and meet the needs of my design.
1: Okay, so if you had to describe these two or three accessory apps, uh, what would they be like? Um, Well, perhaps it's easy
0: to, it's perhaps it's better to start with some categories okay. uh, of then okay. we talk about specific examples. Okay, all right? um, One of the things that one of the things that I would often do in a live class is that I have I have different groups do do small group work or partner work, and then they have some kind of output, and then I would aggregate them on on a flip chart. All right? And sometimes when we don't want the participants to see it, we turn the flip chart around and we aggregate them while the class can't see, right? Yes. So nowadays, when I run virtual classes, I would just use a tool like Mentimeter mm. or SurveyMonkey or any, any similar survey, mm. uh, questionnaire kind of tools to gather data. And so they can be in a breakout room. They do an exercise, and immediately after that, there's a link which they click on. It brings them to a page where they their stru- questions already structured. Hmm. They enter in the data, or their responses. Hmm. And as a trainer, I have like a like a summary board or a dashboard. Yeah. Okay. And that just aggregates all the data and shows it. And it can show it as a word cloud. It can show it as a bar graph. It can show it as um, a, 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 some kind of chart or graph, uh, and that's great because when everybody comes back into the main room or the plenary room, they come out of the breakout rooms, I can, we can show it as a class result and we mm. can talk about it. And it's great for simulations, for example. That's really, really good for simulations. Tell us how. So. Um, so, for example, one of my favorite uh, programs that I teach is uh, negotiation skills. And okay. as you can imagine, when you teach negotiation skills, you have to simulate the negotiation process, right? Okay. And the, the typical simulation is that there's a buyer, there's a seller, um, and you get two separate briefs. The seller has one brief and the buyer has one brief. And it tells you about the perceived value and the real value and the context in which uh, the seller is trying to sell versus the context within which the buyer wants to buy, right? And then they start the negotiation process, okay? And there's a set time they have to finish the negotiation. And after that, they click on this link, and each of, um, and each of them can respond like, what was the opening price? What was the agreed price? Or they can do it together, right? What was oh. the opening price? What was the closing price? Uh, what kind of negotiations took place, and so mm. on, mm. right? And if you have got four, five, six groups, all of that gets aggregated. And when they come back into the main room, we can look at what influenced different people. Mm. and in fact the most sophisticated uh, kinds of uh, experiments in terms of simulations you could have three different groups with three different briefs and you can see how the briefs influence the outcomes of the simulations Mm. and then to be able to immediately see it without me having to manually write it on a flip chart sure sure and it's it's easy to look at um, it's it's persistent mm. uh this is an important concept that that you that it's important to, to grasp persistent means it can stay there for as long as you like all right so you can always mm. go back to look okay, at it okay so
1: which you can't really do in some of these polls right that no come with the platform because here. as soon
0: as you finish it the poll disappears yeah, right? That's right i mean you can go back and try and show the data but it's, yeah. it's 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 not so convenient whereas once you've got the once you've got the results, you. It's just a link that you can actually embed in something like Miro and people can always go back and look at it. In fact, you can take a snapshot and put it up in Miro the same way that I would use to take the flip chart that I've created and stick, stick it, it to the wall, wall yeah, right? It's yeah. persistent in that yeah, way. You can right. do exactly the same thing in Miro and it's wonderful. So okay. that's one category of app, for example, that's yes. very easy to do. Something like a survey platform or, or something yeah. like, like a
1: Mentimeter. Okay. And if if... It's persistent. Does it, can you show a trend if, if you repeat? Oh yes, of, course. Yeah, of okay. course.
0: So if you repeat it and mm. you you can capture the data either visually or as, as different surveys, then you can actually put it up. And I can see the trainer in you, your,
1: your, your, your brain yeah, yeah, is yeah, starting
0: yeah, yeah. to click over. How can I use this in my design? That's right.
1: I'm, I'm taking notes already. <laughs> <laughs> Not and, that I don't trust uh, Edmund's recording. <laughs> 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 Yeah, so that's an example of an accessory app. Yeah. All
0: right, um, the other accessory app which um, which you can use there there are lots. Um, the other one that I mentioned uh, uh, in the previous session, I think, is something called um, Kahoot. So Kahoot yep. is a uh, it's a platform for you to run quizzes and competitions. Yeah right. Mm. Not the same as gamification, some people wrongly call it gamification. Oh, okay. Tell, us, right? the, tell so, us the difference here. Yeah. So the whole concept of gamification is that you create a learning process where people want to do the activity and complete the activity in order to score points. Mm. Right? And it's a kind of a motivational tool, if you like. Mm. And so that concept of gamification is actually about that. Kahoot is not about gamification. Kahoot is actually about having quizzes and competitions online. Okay? And we all enjoy a good competition between teams. All right? mm. and, and so what trainers and teachers do is they use it to assess the quality of learning. So while the participants see it as a game mm. to compete against their friends or the other team, mm. for the trainer, it's very real feedback about whether the learners have learned what they're supposed to. Do. Because if lots of people get the answer wrong, mm. then as a trainer, I think, okay, I wasn't very successful in teaching that, was I? Mm. All right. So, what, what category, if it's not gamification, what category would Kahoot fall under? Kahoot falls under, it overlaps two categories. Uh, one category is about fun fun Mm. learning activities Mm. also reinforcement if you like Mm. fun and learning and reinforcement right because you're forced to recall that's right all right so that's that aspect for the trainer it's actually a tool for feedback and assessment
1: okay and gamification what does that do again I I just need to to understand gamification
0: is an area of um, uh, online education where you design uh, a program and the keyword is a program that means it's a series of learning activities usually small what we call micro learning activities where if you do it you score points all right if you do it earlier you score more points oh okay. all right and the idea is to get people participants to compete against each other in learning or actually not even learning because that's actually being too kind most gamification is just to incentivize the learners to complete the program. Okay. And okay, that's a distinction I did yeah. not know. Yeah. And unless you are very skillful in designing programs to include gamification yeah. and also include assessment, you actually don't know the quality of the learning. You only know the quality the the rate of completion and how fast people complete yeah because i mean if i want to game the system and win the scoreboard if you like so usually in gamification there's a a leaderboard a scoreboard yeah i I could i could just every time i see a a a new a new uh micro learning module come through or drip through i could just very quickly open it up i would immediately score some points and i could just quickly answer the questions and unless you can get the answer wrong in many yeah. cases you don't even get a wrong answer as long as you respond you will yes. get the point right yeah, yeah that's right and yeah.
1: so i could be doing it just to get the points all right mm, okay that's an important distinction yes yep okay so you have got mentimeter you've got a, a kahoot which is about fun and feedback right yes is there any any other accessory that you think might be like one of the first choices that a trainer would go for? Uh, so, these two I've mentioned are probably the most common
0: ones that we would use, right? Yeah. And, and, and each of them have got competitors, right? Oh, yeah. So, so oh, yeah, there are so plenty. Yeah. I'm just exp- right. explaining the, the more common ones and yeah. the ones that most of our listeners out there would be familiar with. Yeah. But if you go out there and, 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 yeah, and the reason I explained the term is if you look for gamification, you won't find it. It's, yeah. it's something else, right? Yeah. Um, So, those are the two most common ones that I would use because you can directly port many of your live classroom activities onto Mm, this mm. tool. Okay. Um, Beyond that, what would be some accessory apps? Um, You can, for example, well, I don't know whether you can think of them as as an app. For example, YouTube. Okay. Right? Um, In class, you would show a video, for example. Yeah. Right. And then you have what we call a synchronous event. That means mm. all of us are there at the same time watching the video. Right? That's right. Uh, you can actually embed videos into something like Miro. So if you design a learning journey, for example, in, mm. in the sense of like a trainer designing right. a journey, yep. you learn bits as you go along. Yep. At one of the stops, right, you yep. could actually have a, embed a video that people can watch on their own anytime that they arrive. They don't have to wait for their friends to get there before they watch the video. They can watch the video on there, and it's embedded, and they can watch it, and then they can watch it as many times as they like. Yes. Uh, it could be an audio piece as well. Yeah. All right. Um, so, for example, what would you do? For example, if you have a stop for mindfulness. Okay. Right. Then you can embed an audio uh, item in that as part of that process or that journey and people can stop and just listen to the audio and the audio would go Ting. and as you sit and relax pay attention to your breathing or whatever it is yeah, right yeah, and you yeah. can be at your own place yeah. and you can then participate right yeah. uh, so you th- i'm the reason i bring in youtube is yes. because youtube often appears as an app on people's phones and more and more of our learners are now getting younger and younger they would recognize this as an app some people think, yeah, but it's just a video. It's, it's more than that, all right? Yeah. So, and then depending on what you want to show them, you can curate your content. It, becomes, it doesn't have to be you teaching all the time. Okay? Okay. okay. Um, and beyond that, almost anything else you might want to do in a class, you can, you can find either an app or a platform or a tool that you can either use in conjunction with your two halves of your classroom, and in some cases, you can directly embed it into the visual collaboration
1: part of your, in your learning space kind of part of your part, classroom. Interesting. So so to sum up, right, what you're saying is that a trainer needs only a handful of these oh, accessory apps. Absolutely. And you can recreate an, expe- create an experience that's very similar, perhaps better than what would ordinarily happen Correct. in a classroom.
0: In some cases, better.
1: And not not, let uh, the overwhelming amount of technology there, uh, yeah, uh, confuse you or, or prevent you from taking Correct. action. The mantra
0: Whereas, is, it's not the technology, it's, it's the, the design. design. Okay. Start with the design, then look for a tool. And if yes. you don't know what tool is there, go to find, find some community and just put the question out there. Or go to Quora and put the question out there. And, or just just search for it on the internet yeah. and you will find. If you can think of something, somebody else has already thought about it. That's my philosophy.
1: Thank you very much, Francis. On that note, uh, we will pause here. And in the next session, we will move to trainer skills. Mm. And hopefully we will get Marian joining us also on on that one. Mm. I'll be
0: interested to hear what May has to say because... Uh, over the last four months, was it that May has been doing this now? Yeah, she really right. had that's to right. pour herself yeah, into right. it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thanks Francis. Been a pleasure.